Just a friendly reminder that if you wish to support the ministries of this podcast or of the local church in which I serve, you may send any donations to 563 East Main Street in Philadelphia, Mississippi, 39350, care of Henry's Chapel, UMC. So this week we continue through the season of Advent and in so doing, we also continue on our journey through some of the Psalms. Uh, we've talked about hope and peace over the past couple of weeks, how, how we desire and hope that God will, will pull us through and that all of this too shall pass, seeking what is to come. We've talked about peace amidst the storms and the chaos of our lives, seeking to be centered on Christ. And, and today we are looking at how embracing this hope in this peace, we can find what Christ leads us to, and that is to the idea of joy. First, we need to define joy. Um, I think for a lot of people, we make joy synonymous with with happiness or, or pleasure. And if we look at happiness, we think of things like the birth of a child or promotion or a promotion that we received at work, or, or our team wins the big game. But what we start to realize is in those moments, yes, we, we felt happy, but happiness dissipates. And then we start to think about pleasure and, and things such as memories and trips. And what we start to realize is that while pleasure is also good, it is fleeting. But having joy, while it does include pleasure and good cheer and happiness, Joy in its fuller spiritual meaning uh, is expressing God's goodness. It involves more. It's deeper rooted. While happiness and pleasure is brought about by our circumstances, joy is a state of being, of being with and in Christ, seeking God's guidance. Or as Lewis Smedes, a author, ethicist, theologian, and professor of theology and ethics for 25 years at Fuller Theological Seminary is quoted as saying, you and I were created for joy. And if we miss it, we miss the very reason for our existence. So joy is literally the the reason that we exist is to live in Christ and therefore to live into joy. And so with that in mind, let us look at Psalm Chapter Psalm 30, verses 1 through 5, where we hear these words. It says, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. O Lord, you brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes in the morning. So when I was much younger... Um, I had a fear that I'm sure that many people have had. Um, I was afraid of the dark. I, I, I struggled with, with going to sleep. I struggled with what was going to happen. Um, 
And if I'm honest, as I look back, the fear was less of the dark and more of the unknown. What what the dark may possess, if you will. But then I became older and there was a shift that happened because what I found was that um, while the sh- while the darkness may um, have the unknown factor, it was also really good for hiding. And so I found myself more infatuated with the dark because I, I realized that while um, other things may be hiding in the dark, it was also a place that I could hide both figuratively and literally I could hide um, and I could find, and I found myself as, as a teenager um, sneaking out to do things that I wouldn't necessarily do in the light of day, doing things that were, that were not fruitful by any means, but because I could hide in the darkness and that's the physical aspect of it, but also from a spiritual side of it, I found myself living in the darkness hiding those parts of me that I didn't want others to see in the shadows, masking those vulnerabilities because it was my belief that vulnerability equated to weakness. And so, and, 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 my, and hiding my sin even from others to put on that mask of perfection. And, and as I start to look at it, there has to be some link between my, my love now for the night and my, and my level of comfort with hiding and with the unknown and with mystery. You see, as I was younger, I feared the unknown. And now part of the reason in which I embrace theology so much and loving and this idea of this journey with God so much is the mystery of it all. One of mine and Anna's favorite shows is The Masked Singer. Um, we we love to watch The Masked Singer. And if you haven't watched it, it's the show where they get celebrities and they come out in full costume and you don't know who they are. They give hints and clues throughout the series and they sing. And, and your job as well as the panelist's job is to guess who it is that is singing. And we love this show. Me and Anna love trying to guess who it is, trying to figure out what it is, um, and, and who the person is. And just when we think we figured it out, then another clue will come and we'll go, oh, well, maybe it's so-and-so. And, and this is kind of where we find ourselves in 2020. And if I'm honest, the majority of my life, via my own desire or, or, or by force, it's this, but for whatever reason, I've become adept at, at, at not knowing at this sense of the unknown. And while, yes, I do still try to figure it all out, even amidst my life of why is this happening or that happening, I still try struggle with, with the unknown to that aspect of wanting to know and make plans and to schedule and seeking answers from the questions that arise. But especially in 2020, it's been a dark year, as we hear in verse 5 that, that we have found ourselves dwelling in the weeping that may linger for the night in the unknown, and we find ourselves weeping because of all of the questions that arise in 2020, and there have definitely been more questions than answers. But my, my hope 
and my desire is that as we lean into Advent, as we lean, as we go towards the Christmas season, that it will not lead us to a sense of despair of the night, but to a sense of wonder that the joy comes in the morning. That that as we find ourselves maybe in that dark place, that we know that the joy is coming, that we know that the light is coming, and that even in those mysteries, we can ask the question of, God, what is it that you are trying to illuminate in me and in my world and in my life? That What offering is it that you may have for me that I need to learn this season? What is that light that I need to seek even in the darkness? And that's where our joy comes from, is the seeking and the journey of Christ. What truth does God long to expose to us? to me. What are those dark places even in our world that we need light? And I think as we look around in our world currently, we can see lots of places that need the light of Christ to shine. But my hope is that we do not become so overwhelmed by the shadows or too enamored with the light of of like I was as a teenager and even as a young adult liking to hide in the darkness, but that we may seek the light. You see, the joy, part of the joy is the journey. And I'm not one that enjoys journeys. I've said it before, even when we go on road trips, me and Anna, or even growing up, I, I hate the, tr- the trip to get there. I just want to be there. Um, but part of the joy is the growth and the change even. Yes, that's a change, and we all hate that word. But it is to embrace the growth and the change of seeking after the light over the darkness. Now, granted, is it possible that in years such as 2020 or in other moments of our lives that we may find ourselves feeling absent of God even as people of faith? And that we may find ourselves believing that the night will last forever. And I, and I think that that, is, that may be possible, that we find ourselves in those moments of despair, in those pits of despair. I'm, I'm reminded even of uh, Jesus on the cross when we hear him quoting Psalm 22, 1, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I've been honest and transparent with the fact that there are many times in 2020 and, in, and throughout my life where I've felt that way. And that God has to remind me, as we hear in verse 5 again, that his, that his anger, is for, but for a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. That weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. And so, in Psalm 30, the, the verses that we read to begin, we, we find this community that's living in the darkness but that as they have talked, as we have talked about, they find hope in what God has done and they're trusting in what God will do because God has done it before. They're finding peace in the wisdom that God is in control and that as we hear, his anger is not is but for a moment and his weeping may linger for the night, but we know that our joy will come from the, in the morning because we have experienced it before. We know that our joy rests in the light of Christ. 
Psalm 80 addresses a similar community. They're living in the darkness and in lament, and its members cry out to God to turn toward them and to come into their midst. And in Psalm 80, 19, it's, the psalmist offers this version of a refrain. It says, Restore us, O God. Let your face shine that we may be saved. The psalmist and his community are, are, are not living in denial of their darkness, of their brokenness, but they perceive clearly their desperate need for God and God's light that can heal them. And the psalmist cries out, God, illuminate the us. Save us and restore us. Clarify your presence among us and within us. And it's when we do this that we can live into what we hear at the end of Psalm 30 in verses 11 and 12 where it says, You have turned, you have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. Oh, Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. You see, it's when we live in this lifestyle of joy. It's when we live, as we heard at the very beginning, in this state of being that is joy, that our, our mourning can be turned into dancing and our sackcloth can be removed and we can be clothed with joy, that our souls can praise God and not be silent, even amidst the darkness, because we know that the light is coming and we know that the light is better than the darkness. You see, we, we know, in all, and especially in the South, that the, that the light provides heat and warmth, and comfort. And so the hope is that we no longer seek to live in the darkness, but in the joy, because the joy comes with the light. And when we allow God's face to shine upon us, even in our darkness of wherever, of despair where we may find ourselves, when we allow God's light to shine through us into this dark world, this is where we find joy. That our joy is rooted in living in relationship with our Creator and seeking our Creator even in the dark nights of our soul and in fulfilling that purpose that we are created for. Joy comes when we choose not to live in the darkness but to pursue the light, to seek the light of God and to share that light to be agents of, of hope and peace and love and to ask God to shine his light in our lives and to expose the darkness and wickedness in all of us and in our world that we may live in love, joy, and peace with all and provide hope in these times that may seem hopeless. So as we seek the joy that only the light and that only Christ can give, is there some corner of your soul, of my soul, that we have lived too long in the shadows, that we've become too comfortable with the dark and we need God to shine his light on us. Are we ready? Am I ready? These are questions that we need to ask ourselves. Am I ready for the light of Christ to shine that I may receive the clarity that may come? God, give me your guidance and your wisdom and shine your light in my darkness that I may know where to go, where to be that agent of love, joy, and peace. How will I meet the God who longs to shine God's face, not only on me, but through me as well? 
God, where is it that I am called to meet you and to go? My hope in this Advent season and in this Christmas season to come is that we may have the courage to turn our faces to God who meets us in the darkness and in the daylight. And that as we do so, we may ask God to shine his face upon us and embrace, but that we may embrace the joy that only comes through relationship with the one who gives perfect peace, hope, love, and joy in a world that appears to be searching for all of these things in the darkness, that we may find our joy in the light. Amen and amen.